friends. Welcome back to another episode of Just Tamika. We're getting back on track. Sorry that I missed you all in June, but I am back and ready to work. I have here with me today my dear friend and colleague, Janet Ruiz, also a therapist, and we're going to be answering some questions today. In fact, we came across an article on 11 questions that you've always wanted to answer your shrink. And so we're going to go from there. Let's do it. All right. The first question. We're also doing this blind, so we're not looking at the questions until we get to it. Okay. So the first question is, what do I talk about? That's a good question. So when someone comes to therapy, I think back to my first uh, therapy appointment. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to talk about. I just thought about like, I'm sitting in front of this person who has this notepad and what are they writing about me? (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, So when people ask me like, oh, well, honestly, I think I tend to guide people when Mm -hmm. we first meet. um, I'll ask them how they had therapy or counseling before. If not, just kind of what to expect. I usually say something like, this is a space where you get to talk about any issues or things that are bothering you mm-hmm. and we get to work together as a team to kind of mm-hmm. collaborate yeah. and to find effective ways for you to help deal with that. Like, what do you typically say to people? Or to Do you do more kiddos, right? Yeah, I work with kiddos. So usually um, I get referrals and I already know what they're what why they're there for mm-hmm. um but i do like to ask them i do like to ask them you know mm-hmm. kind of curious um uh, why you think you're here um and i i use a lot of games so we'll play a game to build rapport and uh, depending on the age you know some kiddos can clearly tell me they know why they're there and mm-hmm. some kiddos don't and that's okay but we'll use play and also some adults like, yeah, <laughs> it's, you would think someone who sought me out and scheduled time with me would know really what they want, but I think it's this part. Right. Like, what am I supposed to say? And it's I, I just kind of ask like, what do you want to get out of therapy? Right. All uh, the time we're spending together, what do you want this time to be? And I think it takes time too. And I can like the other perspective is when uh, when I was sitting on the other side of the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nerve-wracking, and you know, you think you need to pour like your entire story in one <laughs> yes. session, and that that doesn't uh, that d- doesn't have to go that way. Um, it's whatever you feel comfortable. So, um, I have several experiences where I'm like, "Ooh, what do I tell this person? I don't feel that connection yet." Yeah. Um, and so I'll first get like kind of just get to know you know the therapist and if I feel comfortable then I think I'm ready to share I think that's a really good point because there's you have to be able to be vulnerable to let this perfect stranger into parts of you that you don't like or that you don't you aren't happy with and I think that there are different there are I've had clients that are just very quiet and it's almost like okay say something (laughs) you know they're just giving me yes or no answers and I'm like um okay so you talk for a bit but then I also have one client who really just needed me to be quiet and he wanted to just talk and to vent and to tell his story. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, that was helpful. And the feedback at the end of our time together was that he hadn't had that before. He had mm-hmm. therapists that were much more directive uh-huh. and every time he wanted to talk and just go, they would kind of interrupt. So my practice mm-hmm. with him was I knew he was going to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. i check in. How are you doing? How have things been? And I would just let him go and I'm writing things down so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. And then when I felt like his motor was almost you know, slowing down, 
then I go back and say, okay, you said this. Can you tell me more mm. about that? Or can we talk about this? Yeah. And for him, that kind of drove the, drove the session. Yeah. So we, you know, we had a guided way to talk about different things. Mm. And so. Yeah. And it's okay to, like, let your therapist know, I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know where to start. And then the therapist can kind of guide you. I agree. And like, then they'll let them know, like, you know, this is kind of how I work. You know, what are your thoughts? And knowing that it takes time. And I think it's important to have a good fit. Yes. So um, I think that people need to realize that when they seek therapists out, it's not going to hurt our feelings. Right. If it's not a good fit, because right. we probably sense it too. Right. But you absolutely have the right to find someone who you feel like you can connect to. Mm-hmm. Because that's the piece that drives therapy. That's the piece that, that makes it go well, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. Let's see if we can get to question number two. Um, <laughs> are you going to blame my mother? <laughs> I will let you take first step because that's hilarious. That is funny. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's different for me because, you know, I do work with kiddos and I do work with their families and we do know that it's not, <laughs> it's not just about moms. It's a whole, it's a whole dynamic, yes. right? Family dynamic. Uh, sometimes it's generational, um, Sometimes it is about moms, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not. And that's okay. <laughs> I, I always wanted to know, like, who started this? Talk about It probably was that dang Freud. So tell me about your mother. Right. <laughs> I, but And I think the other part of that is it's never about blame. Right. So we don't look at your story or anything you've gone through. Yes, you might have had a traumatic relationship with your mother. Mm-hmm. But our job is not to blame the mom. It's to look at, you've been hurt. How can we start the healing, right? Right. So what does healing look like for you? Sometimes that comes through forgiveness because you have to be able to let that go Mm -hmm. before you can move forward. Blaming mom is not really going to be, I don't think, that productive Mm -hmm. in that. Or blaming anyone for that matter. Yeah. And, you know, for some people it'll take maybe six months. Mm -hmm. For some people it takes several years. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You heal at your pace. Mm -hmm. At your pace. Exactly. (laughs) The next, question, the next question, can I tell you if you have salad in your teeth? Please do. Please do. Please tell me. I absolutely want to know if I have green things in my teeth. How funny. Um, we'll probably both laugh and get a little chuckle out of it, but you know. Well, I work with kids, and let me tell you, kids are honest. Kids totally have honest. told me things. I'm like, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I was laughing the other day because I was thinking back on a talk I did in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with the kids what it was like, you know, growing up. Because I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm product of this. I was born in the 70s. So, really came into young adulthood around, like, the, the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, and as those of my listeners who are in my age range, you know, that was before the internet. So, I happened to mention that. And the Q&A at the end, one of the kids asked me, since you were around before technology. Before, <laughs> what? <laughs> I am not older than technology. There's always been technology. There's just different parts. But, um, yes, kids are extremely honest. It was just like, it was funny and humbling at the same time. That is funny. Oh, my goodness. So, our next question is, what if I lie to you? Mm, That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, um... I can tell you this, like, we, like our job is not to, we're not detectives, mm-hmm. right? We're not to, we're not there to... Or psychics. Or psychics or, or um, you know, I think we all develop coping skills yes. to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and sometimes a lie is a coping skill. Um, and so, you know, if that happens, you know, we can address it. 
we can help kind of tease it out like you know you know was yeah. there uh, like how did that serve you how did that lie serve you you know what was the need for you to lie let's let's unpack that yeah I think there and that's a very good point I've, I've had to come up in couples where it's not so much somebody admitting that I lied mm-hmm. but it's you know it's come about that oh he lied about this or she lied about that and sometimes it's looking at okay so what are reasons people lie I think sometimes people lie because they're afraid. It's usually a fear-based thing, right? Yeah. When you're younger, it's, I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can be that with your spouse, too. Yeah. You don't want them, you don't want to cause them to be disappointed or angry with you. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it just doesn't feel safe to tell the truth because right. of the result. If your yeah. um, anger style is a tornado mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> much quieter, I'm going to be consumed. That's that fear. So I'm going right. to lie and cover and protect myself. Exactly. I think too it has to look at I think I think we have to look at why are you lying to me? Mm-hmm. So I may not know that you're lying to me. Right. I may not catch it because mm-hmm. again, like you said, we're not detectives and we're not um, psychics. Mm-hmm. So what it you're very right, what what is it serving you to lie? Mm-hmm. Are you lying to me because there's something you don't want to talk about? There's mm-hmm. something you don't want to deal with? Because yeah. when you're lying to your therapist, it's different than lying to your mom or to your, your spouse, right? Right. Um, the only reason I can think of right now that I would ever lie to a therapist is maybe it's something I'm not ready to talk about. Yeah. Maybe I'm hi- I'm not, I'm just not ready to go there yet. Mm-hmm. So I think like Janice says, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. It's not like we're going to kick you out of the therapist seat and you never get to come back. Right. <laughs> we're all a work in progress. And so yeah. I think we have to come from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Good question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at that because I think we as therapists have to be really careful when we plan our sessions. Yeah. I think back to a session where I had a really big lunch mm-hmm. and I had this quiet kiddo that just was not very talkative and we're coloring <laughs> in a hot room. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm yawning and I'm trying to engage the kiddo and talk. <laughs> but I was talking to myself because this kid would not talk back to me. Um, yeah, I'm ashamed to admit that, you know, I did ha- catch my head drop a time or two, and I'm like, oh, my God, this poor kid probably thinks, oh, I'm boring this lady. I promise you, you're not, though. <laughs> sometimes we get tired, and sometimes we've had sessions that are back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, right. and you're sitting for three, four, five hours with little 10-minute breaks in between. Right. Um, and so sometimes I think it's more a function of we just need to get up and move. Yeah. But we don't want to be distracting from you or to give you – the feeling that, oh, you're not important for me, you're not important enough for me to sit and listen. I don't know, do you think that's fair? Yeah, and then I think you bring up another good point. Like, I won't intentionally, like, meet with clients early in the morning Mm -hmm. because I'm not a morning person. Same. Um, And if I am dealing, like, with, like, because I work with kiddos with, with, with our little ones, it's usually a crisis, so that naturally wakes me up. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, usually I, like, I'll i schedule when I know that I'm fully awake. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah, I think it's less a function of boring. Okay, I like this. This is fun. Um, so our next question is, can't we resolve my issues faster? <laughs> That's a good one, and I think you spoke to that earlier, that um, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. I think um, with therapy, it's just very messy. You have to, and I think it goes faster when you're willing to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to show up and think I have a magic wand and I'm going to fix everything, it's going to go a lot slower because I can't fix anything but me. Um, I think when you have people who are able to be, and they're ready and able to be self-reflective and to think on 
their own, you know, actions, thoughts, feelings, and then really do the work of, okay, we talked about this in therapy. Did I, did I practice it between sessions, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll give clients homework to work on or to focus on until the next time we meet. And a lot of times, you know, and I know life gets busy, but those things that your therapist gives you to do in between time are going to be the things that help you to, to get a little bit quicker, uh, fat, better. Oh my gosh. Get a little better Mm -hmm. a little quicker do you have thoughts on that I mean I really I think it really depends um sometimes I mean I think I've heard this once and I believe and I do believe this sometimes um the hurt is so deep Mm -hmm. it's very rooted um kind of like what we said earlier from generation to generation so I mean I've even heard that sometimes it takes like three generations to heal like 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 trauma for example um so just by saying that knowing that there's like one small uh, moment that you experience with like you invite joy or or peace or calmness or even self-compassion to yourself in your healing journey um then i would say that's progress and i think it depends on what you what you define as Resolving, mm-hmm. like, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you mean by that? What, what, what does that look like? Um, I agree. Yeah. And so, like I mentioned, for some people, it may be fast, and that's fine. That's their journey. For some people, it may be a lifelong um, journey, and that is okay too. Exactly. And I think it depends on what you want to work on, exactly. and how long you want to work on mm-hmm. it. Because you don't have to be in therapy for years mm-hmm. or forever. When you feel like you've met the goals of this therapy, so for instance, if you're dealing with um, trauma, child childhood form trauma, mm-hmm. that's something that's going to be a, a scar that's always with you. Right. You get to choose whether you you're okay with just healing that top layer, or if you want to continue to work on the healing that goes beneath the skin. And um, mm-hmm. I think that. It's okay either way. Like Janet's saying, it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with therapy forever. I don't ever have to come back. Um, which actually is a good segue to the next question, okay. which asks, can we ever really resolve my issues? And I think that that is a very complicated question. Mm-hmm. I think that we're humans and we're always going to have issues yeah. of some sort. Yeah. And so I think sometimes as you work on the issues that you've identified to work on therapy, because when you first start, Mm -hmm. you do choose to identify what you want to work on. Mm -hmm. Once you feel like you have met those therapeutic goals, you've you've addressed those things to your satisfaction, Mm -hmm. other things sometimes come up in the midst of it. And so then at that point, you look at, are there other things I want to work on right now? And you might be fine. You might have other things that come up that you feel totally okay mm-hmm. and capable with that you could deal with those things later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. How would you answer that question? Uh, I think you answered, you answered it. <laughs> <laughs> you did a really good job. <laughs> hey, we broke the clock right twice a day, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, so I'll let you take a uh, first stab at the next one. It says, why can't I ask about your personal life? Oh, that's a great question. You know, um, I, you know, I want to let me, we can look at it this way, right? If you're going to be paying, let's say right. a certain amount of money, I mean, do you want to hear about my life? <laughs> right. And, and but that's time. also a great question. Cause I think for us as therapists, one of the things that we do kind of look like, I mean, not look like, but, uh, look into is how much to share. Mm-hmm. So we want to be very intentional 
of like what we're sharing. We want to make sure that what we're sharing is supporting the healing, the growth. Exactly. Um, And also, we also want you guys to know, like, we're humans. We deal with stuff, too. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, at least, when I... When I was on, again, the other side of the chair, knowing that my therapist also struggled with things, it's like, okay, it feels kind of like this validation. validating, yes. Like, oh, great. I'm not the only therapist that struggles with this. I agree. Um, but now so, you don't want your therapist to just be sitting there telling you about their whole soap opera of a life. Right. While the clock is ticking and right. you're going to pay this person, like, what, $135? Right. $120? Over $100 yeah. to just, and you're like, well, we didn't talk about my stuff, right? Exactly. So... Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and I, and I think um, it depends on the therapist training, too, because mm-hmm. you have some therapists who absolutely will not disclose. That's how they were right. trained. They don't think it's appropriate. But I much I very much agree with Janet that it depends on what's the purpose it's going to serve. So if I'm sharing something with you from my personal life, it had better be to validate you, to support you, mm-hmm. to share something that you're going to benefit from and not just to, to vent or... I shouldn't be the one benefiting from it. It has exactly. to be the client. So I hope that answers that question. Exactly. Oh, this next question is fun. What if I'm attracted to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I work with little ones, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, that's well, they might have little crushes on you. Well, I think that's also something that, like, you know, if you are attracted to your therapist, um, you know, point that out you know point that out and then I think um you know as embarrassing and it might be as it might be yeah if you yeah if you feel comfortable because I mean and always ask yourself am I did I benefit from the session or you know is this helping well I think of the whole um what is that the Nightingale uh Florence Nightingale syndrome where you really people who help you Mm -hmm. and people who take care of you are very nurturing yeah you can tend to have some feelings that transfer over into them and you might mistake them for feelings of of love or feelings of of um of romance romantic feelings i guess is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and i think that yeah if they do bring that to light it can be uncomfortable but i think that it can also be addressed but just know that it's it's not uncommon it's something that can happen exactly um also, to know, though, that your therapist needs to have strong enough boundaries that they do not cross that. Yes. We know, or all therapists should know, what is it? Therapy never includes yeah. sex. Never. That is drilled into us as we're trained. Um, That's right. You know, there there may be things about you that, that brings up something in the therapist. Maybe you remind them of something. Mm-hmm. But they are to see about that in their own therapy or their own consultation and to deal with it. That is yeah. not your responsibility to have to deal with. Exactly. I like the next question too. It's funny. Do you think about me between sessions? <laughs> I, it's oh, funny because I actually do think about my clients. <laughs> um, and it, it's just because, like, I'll be listening to something or reading something and it'll remind me of an issue that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, oh, well, this is, you know, okay, this is, this is, this will be good for that. Or, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I'm dealing with this right now with a client. Let me learn more. And so I think it's from the perspective right. of let me learn more. Yeah. It's not that I'm sitting there fantasizing about you or that I don't have a life and I just think about clients all day long. <laughs> we have a life. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um, we have families and we have other things we like to do, other interests. <laughs> but I think you're absolutely right. I think um, at least when I'm like reading books, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm doing my research training, and things right? like that, training, I do think about like, oh, this might benefit or this might help or this might, you know, be useful yeah. uh, with... Um, you know this person or this person um 
and I think, and also, um, I think one of the things too is kind of as therapists, kind of being aware how much time are we spending thinking? Yes. Uh, because that's part of our practice as well as taking care of ourselves, um, so we can be well and be well in session. Yeah. Um, so if it's if it's something that's very constant, um, it may be. Um, I'm thinking about it maybe a lot, a lot. Um, I I would probably bring that up even to my therapist. Yeah, you know, something to process. Something, something what is to this process. About, right? Yeah, because because <clears throat> you know we do hear these stories, right, of experiences and mm. that um, could have been traumatic and harmful. And so we are humans, and we do care, and we want to make sure that we are well. Yes. And so we need we need that time and space to honor that, acknowledge that and do our own practices to um, learn to to know that your stories are not our stories Um, and we can gently let that go um, and then continue to support um, in the best way that we can very well put I think it's about finding that balance Mm -hmm. of being interested and and you know in, in research mode versus just carrying on somebody's trauma right and just exactly. you know kind of dragging it along with right. you instead of being able to say hey you know what I need to separate this from me mm-hmm. and I need to find peace with it and right. so but that actually goes really good with the next question which is <laughs> do you care about me mm. of course we do <laughs> I mean it. I feel like we would not do what we do if we didn't care about people right, right. and I think that I think you kind of build a connection. That's the key. That's the key of therapy is building that connection. And I don't think that you can have that connection with somebody and then not care. Right. I think they just kind of come together. Exactly. Now, I would say, so I care a lot, tremendously, a lot about my kiddos that I work with. They're amazing. They're awesome. I learned so much from them. Mm -hmm. Um, I do care a lot. And um, I always wish them well. and so we do we care yes we really do <laughs> now I will say this though I just want to um, just make it really clear that even though your therapist does care about you we cannot cross into the realm of being a friend exactly so a therapist and a friend is completely different yes you, you don't pay your friends we help you know right. um, we're we're friendly we're somebody that you should feel comfortable with and a connection to but we really need to be careful and clear that we cannot maintain friendships and still be able to be the neutral canvas for right. you to kind of reflect off of and to, to, to glean from. Mm-hmm. Very well put. So those are <laughs> fun questions. I want to thank my friend, my sister, Miss Janet Ruiz, um, for joining me today and for having fun with me today. <laughs> this has been an awesome episode. Um, until next time, folks, you know, this is just Tamika, and we'll be seeing you. Take care.